Well, we're glad that you're with us. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, buckle up. Let's get ready to go. Come on, buckle up. We're on a, a series of lessons that we started last week. We're going to be going for about four weeks, so this is number two, called Partnering with God. Uh, some things Brittany said will have uh, uh, impact not only today, just a little bit, but also uh, in the next couple weeks as we talk about this and dig more and more into what that requires of us and what the benefit is for us. Um, we said this last week, partnership, if you looked it up in Webster's Dictionary, just uh, uh, any kind of dictionary, about the definition of what partnership is, it just simply is a legal relationship between two parties, one person and another person, or partnership, you know, it could be business, it could be uh, on an individual level, some person's going to go in together and buy a house together, start a business together. But I want you to get the, the, the word there is, is that it's a legal relationship. It, it's a legal relationship. Again, we know that there are people that maybe formed partnerships, started partnerships, and then it kind of went sideways. And then there was legal action that was taken against them because one person didn't perform what they said legally was going to be performed in the contract. And so we, we, we started the series last week talking about this, that it is a, a legal relationship, a natural partnership, but we're looking at the spiritual side of things from the Word of God and what a partnership with God would look like. It's not just a legal relationship, but a word that we'll see over and over in the Bible from the Old Testament, and we'll see it mentioned in the New Testament, is this word called covenant, that we have a covenant relationship with God which is a legal relationship with God, but it is a spiritually legal relationship with God. In other words, when you said yes to Jesus through the new birth, guess what God said? God said yes to you. And God said, everything I have now is yours, but everything you have now is mine. I want to use you. I want to speak to you. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to increase. I'm going to give you my peace, my love, my joy. I'm going to minister to you. But in response of a partnership, I will require certain things from you. And so that's where we're going and finding from the word of God what God is asking of us, but yet what we are getting in return. Um, what we said last week, I think we mentioned this, is that God doesn't need us in partnership, but God wants us in partnership. That's pretty amazing. He really doesn't need us, but he wants us. That gives me worth, that gives me uh, uh, understanding, it makes me feel that I'm unique and you as well, that I'm special and you as well, that God actually has decided to use you and I in partnership with him to cause his purpose and his will to be enacted in your and my life and also through us in this world. How many of you believe that the world needs to see more people in partnership with him? In schools and business and homes, everywhere. And so I want to encourage you, this isn't something that we say I don't qualify for or I'm not good enough for or, or no, no, no. This is just something that you say, if God, if you want me in partnership with you, and I've said yes to you, then I want everything you've got. And Lord, you got everything I've got. Come on, somebody say amen. We said this last week as we started talking about this guy in the Old Testament named Jabez, who we found out that his name actually means sorrow or sorrowful. 
that, that he cried out to God. His, he, his mama must have had a difficult childbirth because she named him Jabez, pain, sorrowful. That's all he heard all his life. And he prayed this prayer and he actually cried out to God. And so we, we, we talked about this last week. Give you a quick review. Is that he, he, he asked God and he says, Lord, I'm tired of this name. And, and, and everywhere I go, it seems like there's pain and there's sorrow. And he says, Lord, I, I'm asking that you'd bless me indeed. That you'd bless me indeed. And so we found out that he's asking for God's blessing. And God's blessing in the Old Testament, you'll see this constantly, and it even carries over to the New Testament, that really we could summarize it this way, that the blessing, God's blessing on your life, on this guy named Jabez, is God's empowerment to prosper in every area of your life. The overarching, the umbrella of your life, the, 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 the umbrella when you lift it up that catches all the rain of life, all the trouble of life, all the sorrow of life, all the pain of life, is that you and I are under the umbrella of God's blessing. It empowers me in my marriage. It empowers me as a dad. It empowers me as a pastor. It empowers you as a worker. It empowers you as a college student. It empowers you in the military. Whatever you're doing, God's blessing on your life changes everything around you and in you, how you view things, how you see things, how you hear things, how you expect things, how you experience life. You go through life saying, I am under the, the blessing of God. I am empowered by God for everything in my life to be blessed. Can I get an amen? amen? Then he said this, Lord, enlarge my territory. Enlarge my territory. This is God giving you influence. That, that he said, God, you know, give me a bigger worldview. Enlarge my sphere of influence. Lord, let me increase. Let me stretch. I, I, I want to do more. I want to be more. I want, I, want, I want you to use me more. Your blessing on my life will continually grow in my life. And, and I want my influence to grow for you. That should be the prayer for all of us. In fact, I would encourage you, pray this prayer. Why don't you make it your plan this week? Pray this prayer in 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9 and 10. Pray this prayer, this prayer of Jabez, every day this week. Every day. Lord, bless me. Lord, give me influence. Come on. Lord, Lord, enlarge my territory. Then he says, three, let your hand be with me. Lord, I need your hand with me. I want your presence. I want your power with me. I, 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 I need your anointing. I need your goodness. I need, I need your, your grace working in me and through me, not just for me, but for the people you want to touch through me, Lord God. Uh, it's not just about me, but I need your presence. I need your power. I need your hand with me. And then he says, fourthly, he says, keep me from evil. Just keep me from evil. Lord, protect me from worldly stuff. Protect me from wicked stuff. Keep my eyes straight. Keep my feet on the path. Let my hands be strong. Let my knees be strong. Let me not wobble to the right or wobble to the left. Not me, don't let me look to the right or look to the left. Let me fulfill your will and your, and your, and your purpose in my life. Protect me from just crazy, stupid stuff. Can anybody? say amen. A lot of that's going on. Well, the Bible finishes that story and it says the Lord granted him his request. The Lord gave him what he requested. And so when I see that, I go, God's no respecter of persons, the Bible says. And if God did it to this Old Testament brother named Jabez, God's going to do it for you and me. Let's pray this prayer. Let's pray this prayer. We talked last week about this first covenant man, really, that we could see, the father of our faith, Paul talks about this in the book of Galatians by the name of Abram. Abram was 75 years old. God pops up on the scene and says, 
buddy, I've chosen you. You're going to be the father of multitude. Your, your, your life is going to change. I, I want you to follow me. I, I'm, I'm going to use you mightily. He couldn't have any kids. He was 75 years old. His wife was 65 years old. Her womb was barren. And yet God says, listen, you haven't had any kids, but if you can count those stars, if you can count how many of those sand pebbles are, that's how many kids you're going to have. It, it, listen, God will do things for you. God will say things to you that will just make you kind of like bat your, you know, your, your, your eyelashes like you're in a hailstorm. Come on, somebody. He'll just, he'll just shock you sometimes. When you read the word, when you find out how good God is and what God wants to do in your life, how he takes what looks broken in your life and how he'll mend it and restore it. Even like we sang today, he'll give us beauty for ashes. Come on, the oil of joy for mourning. He'll take your life and it looks like nothing's going on in my life. How could you do something? Well, God says, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to come into your life and I am going to bless your life. I'm going to bless you. You partner with me, I'm going to bless you. What it looks like right now isn't the end of your life. It's not always going to be this way. You're going to walk out. Come on, somebody. You're going to get out of this situation. You, it looks like all the doors are shut. They're getting ready to open. Looks like that mountain's so high. He talks to Zerubbabel, or the, the prophet, uh, over in Zechariah. He says, you got to prophesy to your mountain. Talk to that mountain that it's coming down. Come on, everybody. Talk to, speak to that mountain. Jesus even says that in Mark chapter 11. Speak to that mountain. I've blessed you. I've called you. I've anointed you. My goodness is in your life. So what it looks like right now isn't the way it's going to be forever. Come on, your scenery is getting ready to change. Can anybody say amen? amen. That's what he tells to Abram. He actually says, he says, I I'm going to show you. I I'm going to show you where to go. I I'm going to give you a direction for your life. You're going through, you, you don't know what to do. God says, listen, if you'll partner with me, I'm going to show you where to go. He says, I'm going to increase your life. He, he says, a nation's going to come from you. You can't even have one kid. And God's talking about a nation of people coming from him. God raises your eyes. God raises the bar. God will give you vision. God will put faith in your heart and just believe him. He said, oh, there's a nation that's going to come from you. And then he says something crazy, as we said a moment ago. He says, I'm going to bless you. I am, I, listen, God Almighty, as Brittany said a moment ago, the source of all comes and says, I am going to bless you. <laughs> and, 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 and I'm going to empower you to prosper. Your life is going to change. It's going to work in you physically. It's going to work in you mentally. It's going to work in you spiritually. It's going to work in you materially, we'll talk about. I'm going to bless you, he tells him. But he's, it doesn't end with you, and it doesn't end with me. Because he finishes the thought, God talking to Abram. He says, I'm going to bless you, and I'm going to make you a blessing. I'm going to make you a blessing. In other words, what God gets to you, he wants some of it to flow through you. The blessing of God shouldn't end with you. It should only begin with you, but flow through you. A blessing to enjoy, absolutely, but a blessing to steward, spiritually, physically, materially, in any realm. God's blessing isn't just for you and for me. And so you might say, well, you know, as you read that or you read the Bible and you kind of go, okay, I can get it with Abraham because I can see it. Maybe you can read it. You're super smart. And you read it and go, okay, God blessed him. God showed him. God increased him. I, I see all that. But, but God just did that for him. What will hold the phone? Because what the Bible says here in Galatians chapter 3, verse 9, check it out. All who put their faith in Christ, in Jesus Christ, share the same blessing Abraham received. 
Because of his faith. In other words, what God did for Abraham, because you believe Jesus, God says, I'm going to do for you. I'm going to do for you. I thought I'd get a better amen in the church. Come on, somebody. So if I read and I get excited about what God did for this dude who last week we read, kind of, like he was worshiping the moon god. We could say last week the brother was a heathen. This week he's chosen by God. Last week he wasn't blessed. He was doing his own thing. He's going through life trying to figure everything out. And he's just working hard to make a living. And God says, brother, I got a different view on you. I've got a different idea for you. My blessing's going to come on you. My, my purpose is going to come in your life. I'm going to lead you. I'm going to guide you. I'm going to show you. I'm going to use you to be a blessing to all kind of people. And listen, it's not ending with you. You just be open to me. You just partner with me. You just listen to me. You just go where I tell you to go. And your life is going to not make sense to your natural man people are going to look at you and go what happened to Abraham my lord my god people should be saying that about you and me when we find out what the word of God says for our lives as well so what we see is that what God did for Abram God did for you because of Jesus Christ what he did for Abraham, he did for you. When you said yes to Jesus, you go back and read Genesis chapter 12. You read what he did. You read how he followed God. You read the New Testament that talks about that now we follow. We follow. Abraham is a natural figure of the father of faith. Thank God we've got Jesus as our Savior and our Lord. And then we've got an Old Testament brother who served God, who went through some high times and some low times. Sometimes we tried to pawn off his wife. Hello, somebody. Read the Bible. That wasn't a good time for his life. But God said, I'm going to work with this brother. And God says, I'm going to be with you and I'm going to bless you and I'm going to guide you and I'm going to lead you and I'm going to make your life a blessing. Partner with me. Now, what we found out last week, we just tiptoed in. I want to delve into a little bit more this morning is that God's blessing is spiritual. God's blessing is physical and God's blessing is material. God's blessing is spiritual. There's a spiritual application to it. It's physical but it's also material. Listen, not, not one out of three, not two out of three, not pick and choose. No, you have access to all, all. Come on, all. It, it's spiritual. Let's talk about it for a second. It's spiritual. But listen, here's the, here's the caveat. All three of these, in a, in a, in a way, in a nuanced way, uh, have different requirements and different responses from you and from me. Different requirements and different responses. If I've got an electric vehicle, I don't go to the gas station to get gas. I go home, because I got solar panels in my house, I don't, but I'm just saying, and I, I plug it in. I gotta have a different response when I'm trying to get down the road. I don't go to the gas station. I gotta know what to do in reaction and response to what my car is requiring of me. God's blessing spiritually requires me, listen to me, to read the word. It requires me to read the word. It requires me to find out who I am. And it tells me, Gary, person in the room, you're a son of God. You're a daughter of God. You're a child of God. Guess what? Not just that. You're an heir of God, a joint heir with Jesus. In other words, listen to me. You and Jesus, as far as God's are concerned, you're twins, What Jesus did, he didn't just do for himself, he did it for you and me. 
He didn't just raise, rise from the dead for himself. He just didn't defeat the devil for himself. He just didn't overcome sin for himself. He did it for you and me. And the scripture calls us heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus. Come on, come on. Some of y'all need to be reading that this week. You'd be thinking about this, this this week. I'm an heir of God. I'm a joint heir with Jesus Christ. What God did for Jesus, he did for me. How God, how, how, how Jesus had an audience with God the Father, I've got an audience with God the Father. If Jesus had his prayers answered, I've got the access to have my prayers answered. Amen. If Jesus knew where to go, I've got the ability to know where to go. If I could be led, if, if, if God the Father led Jesus, God the Father's going to lead me. God's blessing is spiritual. So I've got to read the word. I've got to find out what belongs to me. I've got to read, let's go back to that first word we talked about in partnership. I've got to read the covenant. I've got to read the contract. And I've got to know what belongs to me. And when I don't see it, I've got to go, hey, 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 hey. This ain't working in my life. Not waving my finger at God, but waving my finger at the devil saying, hey, 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 you're trying to infringe on my partnership here. I'm a partner with God. And what God did for Jesus, God's going to do for me. So back off, devil. Come on, church. That'd be a good place to have an organ. Right there. I need one of those little organ things out on my phone. Come on. Okay, come on. God's blessing is spiritual. God's blessing is physical. Because we just talked about the brother last week. Abram, he's 75. He can't have a baby. Mama's 65, she can't have a baby. And God says, it doesn't matter what it looks like. My word, my, my blessing will override your negative doctor report. Amen. So it's, uh, God's blessing is physical. It's going to work in your physical body. It's going to work in your mind. It's going to work in your emotions. It's going to cause depressive thoughts, depression and, and anxiety and worry and fear. It's going to cause those things to leave your life. It, the word of God, the blessing of God will affect you physically, will affect you mentally. Come on, everybody. So, so, so uh, as I said a moment ago, that, then when a thought comes, when, 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 a, when a pain comes, when an idea comes, when, when depression tries to come, when the cloud tries to come back, when the fear tries to grip me, when, when the heart starts to race and the blood starts to go and, and, and the, what am I going to do? Then that's where I come back to my mind being renewed with the word of God and I have the word of God as a two-edged sword in my mouth telling my body and telling my mind to line up with what God said. Use your authority. Because you are blessed. You're blessed. You partner with God. You partner with God. I like what somebody said. I think it's Mark Hankins. He said, he said um, um, uh, when something came against him and he said, somebody said, or, or you know, how are you feeling? How are you feeling? And he said this, I'm feeling the same way Jesus felt when he overcame this feeling. How many know that kind of got kind of like, Whoa, what just happened? I'm feeling the same way Jesus felt when he overcame this feeling. How many know the Bible says Jesus was touched with the feelings of our infirmities? So what you've gone through, he went through, and he overcame. So we've got to take the word of God. We've got to take the word of God, which is spiritual substance. We've got to renew our minds with it. It'll work in our physical bodies. It'll work in our spiritual life, of course. But we've got to cooperate with it. It requires another response. The response you must use is you have to lift 
your voice. You praise God. You worship God. You honor God. You lift your hand. I don't know what you do around your house, but I walk around my house a lot like this. I walk around my house a lot like this with my phone and with my Bible reading the word out loud saying, Gary, this is what the word says. Gary, this is what's going to happen in your life. Gary, this is your future. Look, come on, somebody. I got to know constantly what the contract is saying because when I look in the mirror, when I look out there sometimes, it ain't telling me what the contract says. It ain't telling me what the covenant says, but I know if I'm partnering with God, it's already blessed. I just can't see it yet. Right? I just got to keep on walking. Come on, somebody. We walk by faith, not by? That's what we do. So the blessing of God is spiritual. The blessing of God is physical, we find it. But listen to me. Don't forget this and don't, don't, don't we don't want to go sideways here. The blessing of God is material. It's material. It's material because we find out this brother Abraham, he was blessed. Listen, materially. He, in his day, he had camels and donkeys. I said donkeys. Donkeys. He had animals. I don't know what onky is, but he had animals. He, they were agriculture. Everywhere he went, he kept increasing. In fact, his son, they had silver and gold and livestock. And, and his, Abraham was, got so prosperous that he and, his, he and his nephew Lot, they had to split territory, land, because the land couldn't keep all their stuff. Listen to me. The blessing of God is material. I don't have to, I shouldn't have to struggle my whole life with living life. I don't care 8% uh, housing right now, or, you know, interest rate. I don't, I don't care inflation, whatever. I don't care, president, if it's a red dude or a blue dude, if it's a liberal or a Democrat or a Republican. I don't care. I can't find that in the Bible that I'm, I'm at odds with whoever's in the government. No, 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 no. I'm not going to fight that. My battle is to keep my mind renewed with the word of God, my, 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 my mouth in charge of my direction, and letting God take care of the rest. Come on, everybody. So as I, as I, it's, it's, it's material, though. The blessing of God is material. So again, as I read God's word, I believe God's word, I start realizing the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. And God will bring, he'll, he's empowered me to prosper. He's empowered, he's empowered me to have a good life. The blessing of God on my life, through my life, to be a blessing to other people. But I got to cooperate. It requires a different response. What's that response? I've got to tithe. I've got to give offerings. I've got to be generous. I've got to partner with God. For me to have spiritual blessing doesn't require that. For me to have physical blessing doesn't require me of that. But for me to tap into God blessing me here for the years I'm alive... I've got to follow him and let him guide me and lead me and direct me and bless me and allow his blessing to then flow through me. From the first book of the Bible to the last book of the Bible, we'll see that God has always blessed his people. You'll see in the first book of the Bible, Genesis, it says this, God blessed Adam and Eve. God blessed Noah. God blessed Abram. God blessed his son, Ishmael. God blessed his other son, Isaac. God blessed Jacob, his other son. God blessed his grandson, Jacob. Or excuse me, Joseph. Blessed, blessed, blessed. Last book of the Bible, the book of Revelation. 
It says you're blessed if you read the book. You're blessed when you die as a believer. You're blessed as you keep watch over your, over your own soul and keep it pure. You're blessed as you keep the words of the book of Revelation. You're blessed when you act on the word of God. From the beginning of the Bible to the very end of the Bible, all in between, God says you are blessed. You partner with me, you are blessed. But how do we access this blessing we're talking about here? Listen to me. You access the blessing of God by faith. By faith. The simplest definition of faith is you act on the word of God. You act on the word of God. Now, as we talked about this guy named Abram, listen to me. If Abram did not, if God came to Abram, which he did, and God spoke to him and said, leave your country, leave your family, leave your father's house to a land I'll show you. If he never did it, there is no rest of the story. Listen to me. If there is no cooperation with the partnership, if there's no corresponding action to what he said, the blessing from God that he wants in your and my life ends with your and my life. You and I are in the driver's seat concerning what God wants to do in the earth through you. If you want him to be a partner in your life, if you want him to, you know, take the wheel of your life, so to speak, then it's like, Lord, this is full self-driving, baby. I'm backing off. I'm going to let you drive this car wherever you want. I'm going to give you the control of my life in every area of my life, but I've got to access the blessing of God by faith. And listen to me, faith means action. Faith means action. If there is no corresponding action to what God said, there is no faith. Listen to me, no action means no results. And what I found that most church people, me included, struggle with is that hearing isn't enough to change any situation. The Bible does say, absolutely, faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of God. Today, as we're all in the room together, I'm preaching the word. As anytime you're listening to a preacher or a friend or whoever, teach the word of God. Faith, the ability to have faith, to believe that is being present. But now I've got to have some kind of corresponding action with what I am hearing or else that will not produce anything in your and my life. Hearing is the beginning, but it's not enough. Listen to me. Agreeing with the word. Agreeing isn't enough to change your situation. I agree with that, Pastor Gary. I, I agree that I'm blessed, but I'm not doing anything to partner with God, allowing the blessing really to affect me, infect me, and then flow through me. It requires action. It requires action. So hearing isn't enough. Agreeing isn't enough. I've got to add the ingredient of action to what God already said to activate, there's the word, his promises. I've got to hear it. I've got to believe it. I've got to be persuaded. I've got to trust 
Lord, if I'm going to activate this, this material blessing of your life, and I'll find out next week we'll talk about it in detail. If you're wanting me to be generous, and as Brittany said a moment ago, at 17, finding out God's my source. I'm going to trust God. And so, Lord, whatever you give through me, I'm going to tie 10% of it. And it didn't change when she was making seven bucks or five bucks an hour. It didn't change when she was making 15 bucks an hour. It didn't change when she was making 25 bucks an hour or 40 bucks an hour, ever what she's making. It just keeps going. Lord, I'm going to keep trusting you. You are my source. You have blessed me. You will bless me. You're not done with it. And I'm going to see the goodness of the Lord right here, up here in Chula Vista. Come on, somebody. Yeah, yeah. But I got to act on it. I got to cooperate with it. To, to, to enact this covenant. I, I got to partner with God. And I got to say, Lord, if, if this is going to work spiritually, I, 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 get it, I get the blessing in my life because I said yes to Jesus. Physically, uh, mentally, emotionally, I got to renew my mind to the word of God. I got to stand and use my authority to say no to those depressing thoughts, no to anxiety, no to fear, no to worry, no to sin, no to whatever it is that I'm dealing with. I've got to renew my mind to what you've already said. But then to access this material blessing of God, I've got to partner with God with my stuff, with my money. If you're still wondering this morning, I don't know how you could be, but if you're still wondering what God's intent for you in my life as you partner with him, listen to me, read Deuteronomy chapter 28. Here's what it starts saying. Let's read about 10 verses. Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice, there's, there's a key, of the Lord your God, to observe all carefully, all his commandments. So, so, so listen, some, some of you folks that are real smart, which is everybody in the room. <laughs> if you'll obey the voice, if, if you'll hear, if you'll have an ear to hear, obey the voice, if you'll hear, and, and, and you'll observe Carefully, all his commandments, which I command you today, if you'll hear it and you'll do it, hearing's not enough. If you'll hear it and you'll do it, guess what God says? I'm going to set you high above all the nations of the earth. God tells Abraham, hey, buddy, all the nations of the earth are going to come from you. I'm going to, I'm going to do something in your life that you wouldn't even do for yourself. All these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. Anybody down for that? Yes. How about anybody else? Anybody else down for that? Because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. You just listen to God. You decide, I'm going to do what God says. I'm going to, I'm going to obey. I'm going to obey. Come on, look what it says. Blessed shall you be in the city and blessed you'll be in the country, everywhere you go. Come on, you live in Hamu, you're going to be blessed. You live in Chula Vista, you're going to be blessed. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body. Woo, it's working in my body now. It's working physically in me. The produce of your ground, the increase of your herds. This is what, agricultural, you know, business back here. But your business, the increase of your cattle, the offspring of your flocks. Wow. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Come on. You're going to be blessed when you go to Walmart. Come on, somebody. Blessed you'll be when you come in. Blessed you'll be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated. Come. The, the blessing works against my enemies. 
It didn't tell me I got to fight. I just stay under the blessing of God and partner with the source. He said, man, he's going to do stuff for you against crazy people, bullies or crazy people coming against you. They're going to come out against you one way. They're going to flee before you seven ways. Come on. The Lord. Woo, come on. Get ready to shout. The Lord will command. How many believe if the Lord's commanding something, it's coming to pass. The Lord will command the blessing on your storehouses. Uh, storehouses, your, your savings account, your checking account, your investment account, your money. He's going to command the blessing on your material stuff. And in all that you set your hand to, your business, your work. And he will bless you in the land in which the Lord your God is giving you. My Lord, come on, somebody say, my Lord, my Lord, my Lord, my Lord. All these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. I can't find anywhere in there, nor anywhere in the Bible, that if you decide to follow God, that you're going to get decrease, loss, failure. I can't find it. You serve God and God says, guess what's coming down for you, buddy? Loss, failure, uh, you think success, mm -mm, mm -mm. you're a loser, and I'm going to get ready to prove it to you. No. God says, guess what? When you partner with me, I've got blessing for your life. Even so much that when the loss of the world tries to come into your life, if you'll trust me, I will reverse that curse. Because we all know there's things that happen in our life that we go, I didn't pray for, I didn't want. I didn't ask for, but listen to me, as Brittany said a moment ago, and has been our testimony, if you'll stick with God, God will stick with you. Amen. What I'm not saying is that he's going to leave you. I'm just saying the, the, the partnership is God's hand is always there. Sometimes we just don't take his hand. Sometimes we just say, no, Lord, I got this one. I, I, I got this one. Mm -mm. Can I tell you, you haven't got anything, and I don't have anything. God's blessing on you, again, isn't just for you, isn't to end with you. It's to be you receiving the blessing of God spiritually, you receiving the blessing of God physically, emotionally, so you can do the will of God you receiving the, God, the, the blessing of God materially because, listen to me, I don't know anybody who's not serving God who's supporting the things of God. Bill Gates, Elon Musk, whoever, who, they're not supporting the cause of Jesus in the earth. It is God's people that God has vested interest in that he wants you blessed, he wants you peaceful, he wants you full of strength, he wants it well with you spiritually, and so much blessing in your life that you realize, I've got excess, I've got overflow, he's been so good to me, I'm going to tithe, I'm going to give offerings, I'm going to be generous, you just keep getting it to me, and you're going to get it through me. Come on, everybody. Man. Every person, every believer is qualified, qualified to become a partner with God. You're qualified. You might think, well, well, you don't know. No, no, no. If you said yes to Jesus, you're qualified to be a partner with God. Last week, we concluded with this, and I mentioned it to you, but I want to give you the, the, the scripture. Here it is in Numbers chapter 6, verse 22 through 27. And, and we find out that God tells Moses to tell his brother Aaron, the high priest. And he said, he, he said, it's a crazy scripture. 
he, he gets with them after we've seen signs and wonders and miracles and, and all kinds of phenomenal outpourings of God. And, and, and he says this, grill down here. Let these words just kind of marinate in you for a second. The Lord spoke to Moses, as I said a moment ago, and said, speak to Aaron. Aaron is the high priest, his brother. And, and speak to Aaron's sons, the Levites, and everybody else who's carrying on priestly work. And he said, this is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Here's how you bless them. Again, we think the blessing is a refrigerator coming from the sky. We think the blessing is two more dollars an hour flowing from the sky. We think the blessing is some kind of material, physical thing coming from God. It's not. It's not. Now, now you, Pastor Gary, you said just a minute ago the blessing is material. It is. It, it, it'll work in the material realm, and it'll show up in this material realm, but God's not raining houses and condos and increases from your work from heaven. He gives favor. He changes minds. He opens doors. But, but look what he said. Here's how you bless the children of Israel. Come on, read these words with me. Say to them. Say to them. Come on, a couple times. Say to them. One more time. Say to them. So, so, so stop right here. The blessing is a spoken thing. That will change. Let's, let's say it this way. The blessing is a spoken thing that will change everything. Get God's word in your mouth. Agree with God's word. Not what you see. Not what you feel. Not what all your friends are saying. Not what the politicians are saying. Not what the economy's telling you. I don't know what to do. I can't find that in the Bible. On the contrary, it says, I have the mind of Christ. So even when I go in and myself, honestly, I go, I don't know what to do. I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say, I have the mind of Christ. Why? Because he decided to partner with me, and I decided to partner with him. And so, I am blessed. The blessings, spoken thing. So go back to that scripture real quick, Amy. Would you look at that? This is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them, look at this, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Sim similar words to what that prayer Jabez was. Lord, Lord, would you bless me? Lord, would you bless me? W would you bless me? Would you enlarge my territory? Would, you, would, you, would your hand be on me and your, your, your presence on me, with me? Would, would you keep me from evil? <laughs> that you'd be gracious to me. Look at verse 20. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and he's going to give you peace. Again, so they shall put my name, tattoo my name 
on the children of Israel, and I will bless them. The blessing of God is a spoken thing. The power of God's spoken word working in this physical realm, working in my body, working in my mind, working in me spiritually when I feel condemned, I feel guilty, I feel I'm unworthy. But I find out, you love me with an unending love. You love me the same way you love Jesus. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, nothing now can separate me from the love of God which is in Christ. So my worth is secured. I, I tap into that blessing by agreeing with the word, reading the word, meditating the word, speaking the word, praising you and thanking you for its fulfillment in my life. The blessing will keep you. It gives you favor. It gives you success, you find, we find out. It'll bring God's presence in your life in the middle of chaos. His countenance will be on you and with you. It'll give you peace and safety, give you rest. So my admonition for you this week is 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9 through 10. Pray the prayer of Jabez at least once a day. Pray it. Think about it. Remind yourself, I'm blessed. I, I, I'm chosen by God. I'm accepted by God. I would encourage you, as we've said all morning long and last week, partner with God's blessing. Partner with God's blessing. It, 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 it involves action. It involves action. I, I, I am blessed. I am blessed. So, so I, I act blessed, and I, I do blessed things. Th think with me. I partner with God's blessing. So I just wake up. I'm blessed. So, so I, I act blessed. I don't act crazy. <laughs> I'm blessed. I don't, act, I don't freak out. I'm blessed. And I, I do bless things. I allow the blessing of God in my life. So, so I want to bless people with my words. I, I want to bless people with my presence. I want to bless, bless people with, with, with my finances. I want to be a blessing to other people if I can. Uh, because I'm blessed. I'm not looking for a way out. I'm not looking for somebody else. No, no, no me. You, use me. And this blessing, I want to encourage you, we said all morning, speak it over your life. Speak it over your children. Speak it over your grandchildren. Because they're not hearing it at school. They're not hearing it with their friends. So, so you do it, parents. You do it, individual. You speak the blessing of the Lord over your life. Get, get God's word in your mouth. I, I told you when I before, uh, thinking about it again, when I was 20 years old, turned my life over to the Lord. I had a legal pad, the big, long legal pad, not like a regular one here of a notepad, yellow. I've still got it somewhere in a notebook. I saw it when we moved, you know, five, five or six years ago. And I wrote out all these scriptures. I had, I had 13 or 14 pages of scriptures that I would say and confess out loud of who I am because of what Jesus did for me. It got in me. You cannot tell me that I am not, that I am the same guy before I met Jesus. I got, I'm the same height, got the same eye color. I'm a whole lot better looking right now. But, but other than that, I mean, the word, the word will work in you physically. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Get the word, speak the word of God. It'll change your life. And then, listen, just lastly, this week, listen, expect it. In every situation you encounter, this week you're going to come to some crazy situations. I guarantee it. 
But when you walk in, listen, let the first thing that hits you besides the fear, the worry, the uncertainty, I don't know what to do. Let the first thing that hits you, the expectation, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. God's got to answer. Come on, God's got to answer for me. God's going to use me to bring calm in this situation. I expect the blessing of God to flow through me. Amen, everybody. Come on, listen, don't miss next week. We're going to delve back over some of y'all that want to read. We're going to jump over into Genesis chapter 14, that this crazy situation happens in Genesis 14 with this brother we've been reading about named Abraham. It's a, it, it, it's a crazy encounter with this dude called Melchizedek. Mel what? Melchizedek, where God uses and speaks to Abraham and there's an encounter that we're going to see and a transaction that happens that'll rock your world. Don't miss next week. Come on, tell a friend. You need to come to church next week. It's going to be good. Come on. While you're sitting there, let me pray this prayer that we prayed last week over your life. You just receive it. The Lord bless you and keep you this week, all week. The Lord make his face shine upon you. He's always looking towards you affectionately and watchfully. He makes his face shine upon you and he's gracious to you. He's gracious. His favor's on your life. The Lord is lifting up his countenance on you. Listen, and he's giving you peace. Perfect peace in your spirit, in your soul, in your body, in your marriage, with your coming in and going out. The blessing of the Lord, Old Testament, would come on them and overtake them. Father, we thank you for the blessing of God. A spoken thing that works in everything. Father, anyone in the room today that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, listening online, I pray today that as our hearts are open to you, their hearts would be directed in response to your touch during worship, during the word. If you're in the room and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, say, I want to partner with him today. Maybe you're going, I don't know exactly what that means. Listen to me. It's unending what it means. But today could be a beginning by a prayer that you pray. In the room or online as well. We don't have you stand up. We don't have you come to the front. Just right there where you're at. In the chair that you're sitting or there's your home. You just simply say, that's me, Pastor Gary. Pray for me. When I count to three, if that's you in the room, no one's looking around but me. It would just simply mean you lifting your hand to say, include me in that prayer. And we're all going to say a prayer out loud to make Jesus Christ the Lord of our life. And say, I want to partner with you. I want to live a blessed life. Everything I have is yours and everything you have is mine. I want to cooperate with you. I want to be in covenant with you. I want to see your will being done in my life and done through my life for the rest of my life. So all over the room, you want to include in that prayer. When I count to three, just lift your hand. Come on, one, two, three. Come on, all over the room. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Several hands. Man, six, seven, eight hands. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. You can put your hands down. Come on, we're going to pray a prayer out loud. And what's going to happen, we're going to stand up after we pray this prayer. We're going to shout real big because everybody that decided to follow Jesus, I don't care if you prayed this a time or you have never prayed it before, we're going to shout till the paint comes off these walls because there's joy in heaven for anybody who turns to the Lord. Amen, church.
So come on, you that raised your hand especially, but all of us, we're going to pray. Say this with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you right now in Jesus' name. I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. So I believe in my heart and I say with my mouth, God raised Jesus from the dead. <laughs> I repent. I change my mind and I change my direction. Fill me with the Holy Spirit and I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. We're going to stand and we're going to clap for you right now and just say praise God. Come on, church. Hallelujah. God's good. Changing people's lives. Come on. Seven, six, seven, eight. Come on, everybody. We bless you, Lord. You're good.